The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Yes, that's right. Ashing Larkin, the TV chef and the mindful eating coach, is back with me because we're on the precipice of a weekend, the last weekend of the summer. The last hurrah, Ashling. I know. Sorry, last hurrah for you and I as parents. The kids have had an entire... Weeks off. Yeah. Weeks. They've been swanning Days around. blurred into one. That's it. Living their best lives. Yeah. So we are, though, facing the prospect of the return to school in the next few days. Next yeah. Wednesday in our house. Probably the same in a lot of houses. And that means the return of uniforms. The return of actually washing your children the odd time. As opposed <laughs> to just firing them into the river or the sea. And uh, the return of making lunches. School I know, lunches. I know. Everyone's you know, favourite pastime. It was really funny because at the end of June, you could see everyone's like, please, no more lunchboxes. We are done. We are oh, done. I know, yeah. I, I, I'm okay with going back to the lunch oh, really? boxes. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot. They snack a lot. They eat a lot when they're at home. There's a lot of, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. And I get it, they're running around, they're hungry. But I think a little bit more structure to the day. I'm okay with that. You know, there's someone listening to this who's thinking, where is that lunchbox actually? <laughs> and it's still in the school box. Oh, it's still in the bag. Oh, the apple, the yeah, apple. And it's just been slowly rotting away. It's a new think, scientific that's experiment, what that smell isn't it? was in the utility room. <laughs> uh, if that's you, go out and clean it out now while you still can. Yeah. Um, so, have you got a kind of a science or a formula when it comes to filling the lunchbox? You know what I do? So, I'll, I'll give you a little statistic. On average, you will make 2,562 lunchboxes per child in your lifetime. That's a lot of lunchboxes. Wow. Yeah, for me, I'm talking 7,686. So I think having a formula or a little bit of a plan actually works. It kind of simplifies things. Keeps you kind of to a little bit of a, yeah, bit of a routine. It makes it easier. I think people get overwhelmed. And it's the the same things go in the lunchbox every day because you go on autopilot in the supermarket, you're just putting the same things in. Yeah. You know it's safe because you'll know they'll eat it. You know, it's difficult enough because the kids will come home saying, oh, I didn't have time to eat my lunch. And sure, they were too busy playing and having fun and eating was like the last thing on their mind. Yeah. There's a whole load of reasons. So do you vary the lunchbox then throughout? The, I do. Like, do you vary day by day or is it like kind of, do you go through a period of uh, of one thing and then we're right, we're going to switch it up now after a few weeks or how does it work? Yeah, What's it's a, the l- a little bit of both. So okay. I use those bento lunchboxes. So they've got the little compartments oh, yes. in them. So one is for the carbs. So we're talking the wrap, the roll, the sandwich, the bagel, um, whole grain. We just have whole grain in our house. We, it's just normal. So that's like, I think that's a really, really good move. Even if you were always white, trying to go to that best of both, just moving that little mm. bit to that whole grain is really important. Um, what's really nice to pop in there sometimes is a little bit of a pasta salad or a pesto pasta or a little bit of tomato, warm, a hot little tomato pasta. Yeah. It can be really nice. When it's lunchtime, you can sneak in the whole grain pasta just a little bit as well. You mix half and half, you know, don't go okay. full kilter. That might be a bit much. So that's one. My other one then is my dairy. Um, so I'm talking yogurt, I'm talking cheese, I'm talking smoothie little drinks that they can take with them. Yes. Um, which is really good. Then we are talking fruit and veg. So there'll always be at least one, if not two fruits in there because fruits are easy. They, they really like the fruits. Yeah. I've stopped. In September, I will normally put the fresh berries in. After that, I give up because they just, they don't hold in the lunchboxes. Oh, so what do you put in? I will either do a compote and I'll make like a frozen berry kind of chia jam and I'll use that as a dip or you can like use your frozen berries to make like a berry crumble or a flapjack that has fruit in it. I'll use tinned mandarins. Um, So you can use this. I'll use kiwi, I'll use apple. Um, 
people always ask me because I have been doing lunchboxes on my Instagram since my Isabella was in junior infants. There must be about yeah. four or five hundred of them at this stage. Um, and it's always, how did the apples not go brown? The lunchboxes have a little vacuum seal. They go like a tiny bit brown. They've yes. never once been set back so you though. slice them? Slice them, yeah. Slice them and they go in. So do you uh, then modify what's in the lunchbox depending on the seasons? Yes, I Are do. Are they seasonal eaters Very too? much so. Okay. Yes. So we will definitely put blackberries in in September because they love them. Pear, uh, tinned pear, or you can make like muffins, like gorgeous little whole wheat muffins. Um, and like once you have the basic recipe, which is up on my website and my Instagram, ashlinglarkin.ie, it's so easy just to whack in. Like you can do banana and a little bit of chocolate chip. You can do pear and... Almond, you can do blackberry. So there's loads of blackberry and apple. There's loads of different combinations with a few kind of simple techniques. And I assume you're not getting up every morning and cooking one individual muffin for one child. Uh, so, <laughs> and even your compots and things, you're not making just like one kind of thimble full no. of compot. So this batch cooking is key, is it? Absolutely. Like cook once, use it loads of times. I take Sunday mornings um, and I do a little bit of cooking. I spend about two hours on a Sunday. I have to. We both work. We're busy. You know, there's a lot of moving parts. Things have to be prepped and ready for the week. So I will do a batch of hummus. I will do a batch of pesto. I will do my brown bread. I will do flapjacks or parables, either one to have them in the freezer. Um, And I will do my soup. And like that is amazing. That will get you out because the soup functions as the, I'm starving, I'm in the door after school. What can I have? That half two, half four, that really kind of busy one. So the soup works really well. The brown bread works brilliantly. They can have it for breakfast. They can have it afterwards. The hummus goes in the lunchbox. Mine love hummus in their lunchbox. Happy to take it. So that's a real winner for me. Um, Another little dip is something like a tzatziki, which is like a creamy Greek yogurt with a little bit of cucumber. They don't like eating the actual cucumber whole. Um, One of them actually says that it's too slimy. So she doesn't like the slimy feel of the seeds in the middle. Um, But if I grate the, the cucumber in with the Greek yogurt and put a little bit of mint in, Happily, will dip crackers My kids in that all eat day. A cucumber, like a full cucumber. See, that's amazing, isn't it? Just yeah, holding it like it's. I don't know even what to compare it to because I can't think of anything else like they would eat yeah, like that. That's yeah. amazing. It's brilliant. Um, and this is the thing with kids; they all have so many little sensory preferences and sensory differences, and we we kind of forget that, and we do have to respect that rather than forcing every single vegetable on them if your kids love cucumber and mine mm. don't mine might eat carrots but they're also a pain in the backside now Ashling. <laughs> all kids so they might eat cucumber today but tomorrow they'll oh, yeah, no, no, oh no. no what that that awful green thing that yeah, you put no, in my lunchbox no. are you serious yeah. broccoli is that in my house one will eat it cooked and one will only eat it raw okay yeah. so what do we have in front of us here a little we bit have, of everything we have loads and loads and loads of recipes so I brought you what like I said these are my Absolute family staple recipes. So selections of these that are going into your lunchbox a lot of the time. A lot of the time. So as you said, I'll rotate kind of what goes in, but there'll always be the carb, there'll be the dairy, there'll be the fruit and veg, um, and there'll be the little kind of snacky little bit on the okay. inside. So I'm going to start off with the soup while it's Lovely. warm. This is my, and I'm going to say infamous, three, two, one soup. If you have not heard of this, like you're not following me. If you've been following me for years, mm-hmm. you know this. And I have gotten so many messages from like ladies who are in their 50s and 60s going, I made this for my dad or my mom who's in their 70s and 80s and they said it's the best soup I've ever had. It is just comfort in a bowl. I'm going to tell you why it's called 3-2-1. You tell us, I'll do a bit of dippage here now. I love a little bit of ratios when I'm cooking. I love to be able to just remember a recipe really simply. 3-2-1, three carrots, two potatoes, one onion, 350 mils of stock, 350 mils of cream, a little bit of salt and pepper at the Mm. end. That's it. 3-2-1, three carrots, two potatoes, one onion. And when you blitz it down, what happens is the potatoes almost whip and you get this velvety texture to it. A, a big mistake people make when they do homemade soups is they don't whip 
They don't like blitz the soup down enough. Put it on four or five minutes. Leave it on. Keep People it. like lumpy soup though. Uh, do they? Yeah, I love Who likes lump- lumpy soup. I love lumps in my soup. You like lumps in your soup? Mm. You see, you wouldn't be like most children now because if they saw a lump, they'd be sending it back to you. So I was here on the side of oh, caution with my soup. I like soups. a big, really lumpy soup. Like ch- a lumpy potato and leek soup. But you mean chunks of vegetables? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that, yeah, that's okay. Kids don't though sometimes. So this is why I go like with I said, the- <laughs> kids are a pain. <laughs> I want to tell you about the brown bread, right? Oh, I have two so gorgeous good. brown bread recipes. Um, this is my basics. We have a treacle brown bread and this is the basic brown bread, which is... Your wholemeal flour, your oats, um, your white flour, and mm-hmm. then it has buttermilk in there, eggs, honey, a little bit of oil, baking soda, and then I always sprinkle in the mixed seeds. However, mine give out about the mixed seeds been through the middle because they don't like to be picking out the seeds sometimes. Yes. Do we, we mention they were pain, painful? Yeah, Sorry. I know. I know. <laughs> we love them really, we do. We do. But you know what? Genuinely, while you were doing the wash up, while one person's loading the dishwasher, you would have that bread made. The key is just getting the buttermilk, putting it in the fridge. Because once you have that, the rest is in the store cupboard and it's yeah. so easy. It's baked in 45 minutes and it's done. And like I said, it's it's an absolute winner. A little bit of cheese on that, um, you know, and it works really well. What I love to put on it is the chia jam. Oh, yeah. So chia jam is, jam is normally 50 to 60% fruit and the equivalent of like 40 to 50% sugar, yeah. right? So with chia jam, you're not using any sugar. You're using frozen berries or fresh berries, chia seeds, a little bit of maple syrup in there and you're cooking it all down and basically the chia seeds are, are soluble fibre so they're they're so good for us. We yes. want to get more of them in but you're doing it in a way that's that's jam so it's gorgeous. So what I have done here is I have like a takeaway travel cup almost. Yes. So I have Greek yogurt in the bottom. I have my fresh berries on top. I have my chia jam running through it. So it's like this beautiful compote mm-hmm. and then I have my um, high satiety granola on top. Granola is one of the other things I make. Now, I don't make that every week. I do a couple of batches um, and it's just gorgeous. So it's your oats, they're roast in the oven. You've got a little bit of coconut, pecans, almonds, um, and it's lovely. It's really nice. So this is kind of a breakfast on the go I'm, one. I'm judging this now. I made granola last week. Oh, did you? Now, someone here just gave told me what they did and I just copied them. So I'm going to have to do the Ashing Larkin recipe. Well, I was going to say a year and a half later, I'm still here and you haven't made my granola. <laughs> you're taking you're taking the random advice off other people. Yeah, I know. I mean, I don't know about that I, now, Kieran. <laughs> doesn't even look nice what, what he gave me. Oh uh, yeah, mine is epic. Oh, it smells lovely. It genuinely is. Like my, mm. I am so proud of my granola recipe. It's one okay. of my favorite recipes. I love it. But again, that's a great one if they're maybe going on the bus or if they're you know doing maybe you know coming in from school afterwards and they just want to have a little a little snack. Oh, that um, chia jam. Chia jam is delicious, isn't Good, it? Good, isn't it? Mm. It's magic. Yeah, like I make that. I what and I the use, only added sweetness is maple syrup. Maple syrup. That's it. and and like, can I tell you, like about fifty mils, like such a small amount. Wow. For what you're getting, mine will happily eat that as a compote, as a kind of a syrup. They will happily have it like a thicker version on their toast or on their bread as their jam. God, I could put that now on Patter's uh, granola. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or my granola when you make it. I, he's even from Waterford. So it's even another Waterford person I'm That's following. Insult, insult to injury right now. <laughs> insult to injury. I'm devastated. I'm, I'm uh, yeah. I was going to say give you a batch of my granola, but I'm not. Mm. I'm going to wait for you to make my batch of granola. Then you can yeah. talk to me about it. <laughs> um, that's the, really, really good. Isn't it? It's lovely. The other one is flapjacks. Okay. Um, I Actually, I'll tell you about the flapjacks, right? I've been making them for years. Again, if you've been following me, they're one of the basics. It's oats, brown sugar, butter, and the secret is vanilla and sea salt. It oh, just wow. takes them to the next level. It's just very subtle, 
but absolutely beautiful. These freeze impeccably well. And just, I would take one out in the morning and just put them in the lunchbox. The smell of vanilla is delicious, yeah, yeah. isn't it? It's good. Mm. They're really good. Vanilla sea salt combo is just lovely. And mm. they're just a little bit crumbly. Now, if you want, you cook them kind of 25 minutes. If you want to just them crisper, do them a little bit longer. If you want them soft and chewy, just a couple of minutes less. Um, but they cut into squares in That's a freezer salt. bag. You kind of get the salt afterwards, don't there you? you? Go. There you go. Mm. They're honestly, again, they're one of those ones. All you're doing is melting butter and sugar, stirring in oats, drop the vanilla, pinch of salt in the oven. Like, mm. they can't be easier. And you've got nothing else in them. You know, you're not going to that processed food. They're just, they're so simple. They're, they're lovely. Good. I'll see if Patter has a recipe for them as well. I must check it out. We're pushing your luck. <laughs> <laughs> I want to bring you to my dips. Okay. Um, hummus. Hummus is the, is the last one on the pair of balls. Again, little crudite. Like I said, one of mine will eat carrots, one will eat cucumber, one will eat broccoli. Put out a little selection of them. Um, this is a Moroccan hummus. Oh, My hummus is your chickpeas, tahini. I'm going to give you a top tip if you make hummus at home. Yeah. So many people ask me this. People don't use enough tahini. Okay. Like it needs one tablespoon. I would use for tin of chickpeas, I would use two heaped tablespoons of tahini, which sounds like a lot, but that's where your flavour is. You want your olive oil in there. You want a little bit of sea salt in there. You want one clove of garlic, the juice of a quarter to half a lemon. And that garlic and lemon, you have to play with a little bit because depending on the season, the garlic can be really, really strong or the the lemon can be really acidic. So you just want to kind of be careful. Mm. That one's just Moroccan, so it just has a little bit of cumin through it, and then a little dollop of mango chutney just sitting on the top. It's oh. really nice, isn't it? Delicious. So you can do loads of variations. I eat that with a teaspoon now. Yeah, I know it's good stuff. It really mm. is. The tzatziki as well, as I said, that's simply just grated cucumber, a little bit of mint, Greek yogurt, seasoning, and it's perfect. The final recipe that I have for okay. you is power balls. My kids are listening. Don't expect any of this next Wednesday. <laughs> none of it. I'll tell you what you're getting. Some Cheerios in the middle thing. Uh, petit Velou. Maybe a chopped up apple and some crackers. And that's it. As beige as I can make it. Put a bit of cheese in there and you're, look, you're I'll singing. give them a baby bell maybe. Yeah, they'll be flying out. They'll be fine. I mean, I've even cut our cheese into little stars and little circles. And I do do that and it only takes a second and sometimes they care and sometimes they don't but I do it for my own my own peace of mind. Um, mm. Parables. Okay. Now, we have... Do you say you freeze these? Oh, yeah. Again, this is the batch yeah. cooking bit. I do my cooking on a Sunday, two hours. That gets me out of the week. And I'm actually going to do a little masterclass on this on Sunday the 3rd of September. Okay. So I'm going to do feeding therapy and work you through the meal planning and all the recipes. The problem with them is... I'm going to give you this one first, all right, okay? okay? You can't take a lot of these parables to school because they have nut butters in them. We can't oh, bring nuts yeah. into school. So you're done for. So I've been working on trying to get a recipe that is nut-free. Mm. There's an option which is to use sunflower seed butter instead of any of your nut butters. So you can't do peanut, almond, cashew, you can't do any mm. of those butters. So the sunflower seed butter works. That's not made with sunflower seed butter. So this is just your dates soaked in a little bit of warm water, yeah. your vanilla, again, your sea salt. That little combination is lovely. Your oats are in there, your maple syrup. And then what I did was I put in a little drop of oat milk just to soften up because very often they're really dry. Mm. Like they're really dry. And then I rolled it in um, black and white sesame seeds and cacao nibs. So it's really lovely. Mm. Um, the other version I did then is just rolled in coconut. But this is just your standard one. Again, that recipe is up on my website. I'll put it on the on my Instagram as well. That's just your regular peanut butter power ball. And they're so lovely. Good. I mean, they're not like, a, you know, a big chocolatey treat or dessert after dinner. But when you're... On the go, when you oh, want a good them. snack. Yeah, yeah, they're great. Like, aren't they? They're, they're really useful. 
So look, that's a whole host, I suppose, of all of the different options um, that you can potentially do for the lunch. Oh, listen, there's great, great options there. I'm not going to do any of them for my kids, but <laughs> maybe my wife might do some of them. She kind of cares more than I do about them and their upbringing and their uh, their gut health and everything. Oh. So listen, what about that um, workshop? What did you yes, just mention? Yes, that is on Sunday the 3rd of September. So it's going to be an online webinar where we're going to do meal planning and we're going to do all the recipes. Okay. Um, it's gorgeous. And this Sunday, actually, I'm at the Duala Show in Cashel. I'm doing four cookery demonstrations. So if anybody's there, come along and say hi. All right, great. Uh, so people are around Cashel. Uh, that show is on this weekend. And then feed them whatever you want for the first couple of days of school. It doesn't matter to hell. But then for the first full week back next week, you will be um, uh, well educated <laughs> if you uh, follow that webinar. Uh, Ashley, listen, a pleasure as always. And we'll talk to you again at the same time next week. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.